joking, I am sitting here in half darkness. It is absolutely pelting down outside. The sky is very grey and I think there's thunder rumbling. Um, so we might be having a lovely summer ahead of us, but um, on the other hand we might not. Welcome to a very wet uh, and drilly, as you'll hear later, so 56 of Mr Burt Pods. Yeah, so the big news of the week is um, the scaffolding came down uh, from the house next next door but one. Uh, most of it came down last Friday. Well, I thought most of it, if not all of it, was going to come down last Friday. Oh no, it had to carry on uh, unfinished about three o'clock in the afternoon and then they started up again at eight o'clock on Saturday morning. That went down really well. I'm drinking tea because I'm actually quite cold. It's horrible outside. I don't mind the weather, but it's when it goes all grey and horrible, I don't like it. Um, so, yeah, so they're taking the scaffolding down, don't we all know it, uh, to reveal, uh, of course, the talk of the street now, the extension, the... Uh, it's not really an extension, it's like a new floor built. So, basically, they've, um, instead of it being too slant... Gosh, lightning. Uh, instead of it being two slanty roofs, they've now extended the back one out completely, so it's like a right angle, um, which is probably quite a nice space inside, but it's a bit odd. Um, and I thought they were, that was all over. I know they're going to be doing a bit more. They're extending the ground floor as well outwards. Uh, I thought they'd finished. For Oh, more lightning. Blimey. Uh, that woman's going to get caught. Oh, and she has got caught. And... Um, Oh, not a word of a lie. If you heard that, I'm in a thunderstorm. So, um, yeah. So anyway, whatever. Despite the thunderstorm and everything else, there's a load of drilling going on. I don't know what it's. It's just driving me on the wall. And then. The people over the road who actually haven't annoyed me for quite some time. Um, oh, that drilling. Um, they have now got some sort of an alarm on that ridiculous big gate thing that opens uh, that just beeps constantly when they open the thing and then continues beeping even after they've closed it, which is really irritating. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm on the verge of a lie down because I had a very, very stressful yoga lesson this morning session. Uh, they're back in the studio. Um, I'm back on the living room floor looking at all the bits and thinking I've got to sweep it again, having just swept it. And um, it's my old, well, no, it's not my old teacher. I had, I've had four teachers. I had a lovely Swedish woman when I started yoga, the first, I think I've said this before, my ve oh, got a lightning. The very first yoga lesson I ever went to, uh, I hated it so much, I was determined to go back for another one because I wouldn't let it defeat me. And she was the one that said uh, when she leaves, because she went back to Sweden, she will always think of me when she does a tree. Obviously, my tree was so superb. Nothing to do with the fact I couldn't stand on one foot without falling over. Um, and then she was replaced by another lovely, she was an Italian woman, 
uh, and but then I sort of ground to a halt with her because of going back to the theatre because it was in the evenings, um, and then I what did I do? I think I stopped doing it for a while, and then uh, when H Club when everything went into lockdown and H Club basically went online before it shut down completely, he says bitterly. I'm still, I'm still not over. I think, I think of everything I've lost in the past two years. I think the H Club is the one thing that really, really rankles. Despite the fact I've lost both my parents. Um, so we're we talking about just my dad's birthday today, actually. So it's a little bit sad today. But um, anyway, um, so he'd always done this yoga at the H Club at nine o'clock in the morning and of course it was in Soho and Covent Garden and I couldn't ever get there with a, a mat on the tube um, first thing in the morning so I never went to it but when then H Club shut he went he started doing it on Instagram so I started doing it and he's so lovely um, but then and I also had a private lesson with him in the home which was very helpful because he's very calm uh, and then he disappeared off to the Isle of Wight for a long period of time. I think he went last October, November. Anyway, he's back now. So then uh, I had the other lady who I'm usually talking about. She's lovely and I'm actually missing her. But the shock of going back to Clive, who spends the majority, I'd completely forgotten, he spends the majority. God. <laughs> spends the majority. <laughs> spends the majority of the um if you can't hear this on the podcast of course you're not going to have a clue why i'm oh there's somebody braving it um you know a clue why i'm pausing and laughing um yeah i can't remember oh yeah so he spends most of it in downward dog uh and i it was like i feel as if i've been to the gym i was absolutely shattered at one point he said just take three breaths uh, and then by the time he'd done three breaths i'd done about 25 Oh, it's all curls. I was about to say there's not going to be anybody walking past. There's people walking past. One brolly less, one hoodless, and one with a red brolly and very strange trousers. What is the pattern on those trousers? Very odd. It was a man. Um, so, yeah, I was in complete shock at the end of that. And then I... I think at one point he gave us lots of options and I was quite keen there was an option of uh, collapsing. We didn't do any balancing. He's very good at balancing because he goes into it very slowly, so I'm actually better with him balancing. That car could have driven a bit faster. So anyway, then I went off for a run and I was having a chat to the neighbour, uh, a little, she's literally little, uh, Greek lady down the road. I don't think she's too well at the moment. She was saying she's she moved into their house in the 1970s when there was still a factory opposite our flat um, the factory opposite our flat was actually run by someone who was quite famous within the cinema world as being one of the primary innovators of cinema called R.W. Paul and he had his factory over the road and the, it is a, strictly it is amazing that I live in because it's got a separate front door they were built, we're talking turn of the 19th into 20th century um, yeah, I think this was built in 1910. Um, these were built for the managers who would live here over the week uh, and just cross the road to, to the uh, factory. But Muswell Hill was basically a village in those days. 
just becoming suburbia later and so they would go into London to their family homes uh, in the week. So there is a little bit of history around my uh, maisonette. It's not a mansion. Um, so uh, yes, that's all interesting. It's absolutely pouring down. Um, so yes, I got my run in and one of the few times I actually felt like giving up before I was halfway around my first uh, my first lap, which I've never felt like before. So whether that was the uh, consequence of a difficult yoga session or not, I don't know. But I felt absolutely awful. But I battled through it as one does. And I did quite a good time, actually. I was quite uh, pleased. But what was really annoying was I was trying to stop it at the end uh, when it got to five kilometres. And it wouldn't, I don't know, my finger wasn't, it wasn't responding to my touch. And so it kept counting on the kilometres. So it actually counted further than I would run, which was annoying because I probably did a better time. I'm just waffling on. Anyway, um, I've had a quiet, I do really, I could just go to sleep now, I'm so tired. Um, I had, I've had a quite quiet week. I was looking at the diary and there was absolutely nothing written in at all. So after those really exciting weeks, when I was out and about and doing it all, I've done nothing this week, well, I've done lots of things this week, but I've been at home for them. Um, I'm saying I've done lots of things this week. I couldn't tell you one thing. Oh, yes. No, I know I've had quite an exciting week. Um, I've done lots of editing of Nothing to See Here. Uh, that was great because when we recorded that, uh, Darren had just come back from a run, which you'll hear about during the episode, and uh, could have been on drugs for all I was aware because he was so completely hyper. He's not on drugs. I just want to emphasize that. But he was so hyper from his run that... Um, it was just all over the place. It was one of the most difficult editing jobs I've ever had. And I actually think I've managed to get something quite mediocre as a finished product. But anyway, I passed it over to him, so I'll let him know. You'll let me know what he thinks of it. Um, so I spent an awful lot of the week doing that, actually. The big excitement of the week was I got my Bake Off box. Got it yesterday. No, got it Saturday. So basically, I got... I like baking. I don't like watching people baking under pressure because I don't like baking under pressure. I bake at my own speed. So I've never watched Bake Off It's Head or MasterChef, any of those things. It's just my idea of absolute hell being trapped in a hot kitchen with cameras on you and timers ticking, having to produce um, absolutely perfect um, baking and food. I, I just, I, it just doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. But I did for some reason, start watching the celebrity one, which is the stand-up to cancer, which I absolutely loved because none of them knew what they were doing. And when they can do it really well, um, it's just really satisfying watching. And they said at the end of that, there was a bake-off box. So basically you pay 20 quid um, with variations, but you, I'm spending 20 quid and I can stop it at any point. And I get a bake-off box every month and you get all the dry ingredients, obviously not the wet ingredients for something. And you get a bespoke bit of, which is the exciting bit, a bespoke bit of cookery kitchen equipment, baking equipment. So they did send me a um, cake stand, which I think went Bake Off Box 1 was a chocolate, big chocolate cake. that it was. I wasn't bothered about, so I didn't mind getting that. But obviously they hadn't got rid of enough of the cake stands and bizarrely the cakes the uh, equipment the whole box gets packaged up in harrogate uh if darren's listening yes that's the town i come from if you could remember that harrogate um so 
I've got a cake stand or I didn't put it out. Well, I didn't really see the point of it. And then I realised what I need with it is one of those plastic lids to go over the whatever you put on it. I've got such a small kitchen there. There's so much clutter. Uh, but it's clean. And um, so I don't know what three, two and three were. But number four, which is the one I had uh, this week, was Babka, which is apparently, well, not apparently at all. It's originally Jewish. I think it's been adapted uh, it's now got chocolate in it, which I don't think was original. Uh, it seems to have gone through some metamorphosis in Poland or Eastern Europe. And I think the Americans have a version of it, which is different to English, UK people. Um, and uh, it's like, and I'd never heard of it. It's like, a cin- to make it, it's quite similar to a cinnamon roll. Um, it looks like a cinnamon roll, but when you open it up, it's like a marble cake because um, it's got a layer of chocolate in it and also a layer of hazelnuts. And it's a beautiful box. It's a beautiful, you get a little postcard with the thing drawn on by those lovely um, diagrams I have on the television drawings, I think, which are so lovely on the television. And I got what I needed with it, which was um, £2. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Talking things, I can't remember what they're called. Um, Lovetin, that's what it is. Uh, for those of you who are still on the edge of your seats as to what was parked opposite the road, on the other side of the road, opposite the flat uh, last week, uh, an Australian friend of mine, one of the biggest fans, kindly reminded me it's a camper van. Why I couldn't remember that. Now there's that funny person with those trousers going, how have they got from there to where they were from where? That's just weird. I don't understand. He was walking one way, and I've just seen him walking a completely different way, and I don't understand how he's got from A to B. Anyway, um, camper van. Why that fails my memory, I've no idea. Um, so, uh, yes, I've got a £2 note in, which is what you put your backer into. It took me eight hours, but that's uh, it was supposed to take between four and five hours, but I got it. Uh, I had to go for a walk at some point, and I was going to go for a walk while the dough was rising, but that didn't happen. So, and I'm a bit slow anyway. The trouble is, I have to wash up as I go along because the kitchen's so small and everything just fills up. Uh, all the surfaces fill up pretty quickly, so that all takes time. And I don't rush. I did actually put some jolly music on because I thought if I, I tend to listen to podcasts, and I think that slows me down because I get lulled into podcasts, whereas I thought I'll put some sort of. Uh, quite fast music on it'll speed me up but it didn't but i mean the thought of um oh, that man you see that man's got a light jacket on no brolly no hood nothing and a mask over his face i mean he just looks ridiculous so um it's still pelting down in the rain um yeah so i'm very happy with my bake-off box and it was a great success uh, anyone who's on my instagram will see pictures of it um very pleased with that. I have to say it was a great success. It's really nice. It's a bit like a brioche. It's like a cakey bready cakey bready cake. Um difficult to find, but somebody said brioche and I thought, yeah, it's like brioche. Um I do like baking. I really, really enjoy baking. I find it so calming. I think it's got I find it quite mindful. I actually like gardening as well, but I never go in the garden because we can't see our garden out the window, so I always forget it's there and then of course it's completely grown over it in the story of my life. I let everything get as bad as it can be and then I have to have an epic day uh, sorting all out and then get really cross and don't finish it properly and then God that's such a pattern of my life. So anyway, um so I can, anyone that wants to bake off 
thing. I think if you, I think you've missed the deadline for June. I think if you apply now, your next one, will, the next one will be in May, June, July. We've booked a holiday uh, in. I bet you heard that car go by because that's because the road's wet. Uh, July. Now we have an August, but I'm not holding my breath on. I mean, I'm. I mean, who knows what's going on? I just have no idea. I can't get excited about it. I'm glad we've done it. And I'm, of the two people in this household, I'm the one that at least needs a break, but, um, because I'm not working, but, um, I don't know. I mean, this time last year, who would know, you know, like January 2020, who'd have thought this would be where we are in May 2021. I know things are opening up and everything, but I'm on the verge of booking a theatre ticket because uh, the Regent's Park, which I'm I'm very intrigued by Regent's Park. They're opening the whole summer like they always do. It's an outdoor venue, famous for being an outdoor venue, and they're still doing all the way through their season, right through to October, September. They're doing spaced out seating, 50% capacity. Now, that's what really odd, because so many of the indoor theatres are... Well, it's not odd at all, actually. I think it's really sensible. So many indoor theatres are, are filling out, well, just booking full houses past June or whatever. But, of course, with this Indian thing variant, um, someone did point out to me that, you know, if you have a flu jab, you have a different flu jab every year because the variants uh, change. So, you know, the flu jab you had last year was different to someone you had the year before. It's funny how everyone is an expert on COVID uh, vaccinations, but no one thinks twice about it. Flu jab being different, of course, there's going to be variants. Um, so you know, that's that it's interesting. So, basically, if they if if we go back into lockdown, they, they'll be able to still run. Um, and I'm going to feel quite safe, but you know, that's 50% of their earnings lost. Um, and they're doing carousel, which is one of my absolute favorite. I love carousel. Uh, so I'm going to book for that, and it is. Uh, so I'm going to treat myself to a top price ticket of sixty five pounds. Which, to be honest, for a musical which cost an absolute fortune to go on for a limited season, when they're at fifty percent capacity, sixty five quid is not very much money at all. And I've really, since lockdown, I've been listening to a lot of people thinking about talking about theatre and realizing, well, a how badly run it all is, and how much money is wasted, but also how much money. It does need, um, mind you, shouldn't really be coming from people. It should be coming from governments, and that's not going to happen. So change. So um, anyway, so that I might do that. No, I will. I will. It's carousel. I was going to go to the national actually, but I just booked out too quickly. Um, moved on to how to get away with murder on the TV, which I'm finding partly completely gripping and partly irritating because I sort of don't believe in the setup. And the plot is getting very twisty-turny and I'm getting a bit confused and I'm only on episode two. But I do really like it. And I think Viola Davis is just amazing. Um, I'm sure I'll stick with that. And a little quiet uh, Japanese series called Samurai Warrior. No? Gourmet Samurai. Samurai Gourmet. Gourmet Samurai. Gourmet Warrior. It's one of those. It's about an old man who's just, well, he's not old, he's 60, he's just retired from a corporate business office job. He doesn't know what to do with himself, but he absolutely loves food. And he's got this alter ego, this sort of 19th century samurai who um, 
he fantasizes about in different situations and um and then doesn't act on what the samurai does in his head which is very like me and um the attention to, to the cooking the preparation of the food is just astonishing <laughs> it's just these long slow uh, camera shots of, of the japanese food being cooked it's really lovely and i've found another this is where i'm getting modeled up there's another it's based on a comic or a manga there's another longer series called it's also japanese i think called midnight gourmet which i haven't started watching but that's about a strange man who it sounds a bit like mr ben for those of you who are old enough to remember Mr. Ben, it's a man who runs a restaurant, a sort of strange man who runs a restaurant, and it's the stories of the people that come in um, and eat there, but I haven't seen that. And that's too is based on a, a manga or a comic. Anyway, uh, I think I've said all I've got to say. I uh, still haven't read anything. I've really got to do some writing this week. I keep saying that. I really do have to do some writing this week. I've got a course on um, Wednesday. And um, I don't think I've got anything else to say. The magpies are around, but less frequently. I presume there's more food about for them elsewhere. Um, and it's still raining. Ugh. Anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs>